What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting, the podcast all about the average flawed dad learning to be a better parent. Today's episode is all about how to handle those frustrating questions that every parent seems to deal with. You know the ones we're talking about. We pick a few of our favorites and also ones from a book called The Scream-Free Parenting. Sounds interesting. Stick around and listen as two flawed dads try not to screw up their kids too bad. Hey, Graham. Tell me, what are the things that your kids say that just drive you crazy? You know, those, those couple sayings that they've got that immediately makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it could be a very long episode if we get into all of them. Before we jump into it, before we start talking about the shit that just drives us nuts, um, I want to give a little shout out to a couple people who have left us reviews on, uh, on the Apple Podcast app. The first one being somebody by the name of Shtiva. Thank you for doing this and supporting the dads. Well done. Well, thank you. Thanks for leaving that uh, that review. Shtiva, it we, sounds... We really appreciate it. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. All right. Uh, another five-star review from Crappy Golfer. Uh, <laughs> and it says, entertaining, fun, and touches on stuff we all thought we knew but found out we didn't. Keep up the cast, fellas. Well, thank you. We will. We intend to keep it going. Um, we appreciate that, uh, you know, you thought you knew it, but didn't. Uh, we thought we knew this stuff, too, and quickly discovered that we did not. So we're, we're working through boat. things. We're, we're working through boat. things. Yeah. It's in, I mean, we're, we're mixing around different media types or lengths of content, etc. We're I think we're going to work on doing a little bit shorter episodes um, with maybe a couple more throughout the week uh, yeah. rather than just one. Yeah, and then uh, throwing in interviews usually on Thursdays as well. So That's the uh, plan. We're going to try and give you guys, keep, keep bringing out lots of great content for you. So let's get back to the topic at hand. So you had an idea based off of a book that you read. Yeah, it, it's, I, I can't remember how long the book is, um, but it's called Scream Free Parenting, which... Boy, if anyone's listened to this podcast before, we certainly talk about how very difficult it is uh, to really control the anger. So anything with scream-free in it, well, that certainly caught my eye. I was ready to read it. Yeah, it's definitely of interest. It's 318 pages as per Amazon. Thank you for the tidbit. You're very welcome. I'm going to say in my overall review of the book, um, I'm just referencing the notes that I put down. I'm going to say it's probably a pretty hard pass overall. Sorry, Hal, out there, who, uh, if you are reading this. I mean, I certainly took some notes down, uh, definitely, but it wasn't like half a page type notes. But the point is that there is some gold in here that we wanted to share, um, see what your thoughts were on it, um, whether it will help us or you. Uh, it definitely, I can see it helping us. Uh, in our family, well, it's definitely something that'll help in in our household. Um, you know, and you and I have talked about this many times before. The the screaming and yelling is is a you know number one thing that we're trying to combat, and it it's really challenging, particularly when you've got triggers and and trigger phrases, as we're going to get into that that really cause you to just lose your mind as a parent. Nothing that was in this book about it, but certainly one thing that gets me is the eye roll. Oh, yeah. That, that got stopped yeah. pretty quickly, fortunately. I, I think... Don't worry, it'll come back. Oh, good. Back, something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you are ahead of me in terms of that. And, oh, boy, I look forward to it for me to get sent off into the moon for that dive the, roll. Dad, you're so embarrassing. 
Oh well, that one I can handle. But it's it it's in combination with the with the eye roll. The oh my god. The okay in that circumstance, if I'm knowingly trying to make embarrassing etc and i roll there won't send me off etc because mm-hmm. yeah i'm actively trying to so, turn that dial what's the situation where it's it's not uh where, where it does get your back up it would be more of actual serious conversation right. where i'm actually talking about like oh, okay i don't want to listen to this or mm-hmm. something like that like okay well now now i'm getting annoyed yeah but if it's me trying to poke the bear trying to do some things mm-hmm. and get a reaction Hey, absolutely. Well, I, I agree with that. If, That's if fair you're game. purposely being embarrassing, which I think is every father's, you know, duty and God-given right is to be embarrassing for their kids. Um, <laughs> I, I can understand, you know, kind of letting the eye roll go, but uh, I have a feeling that it, it it's going to take place a lot more than either of us would like. You know, when they feel like you're repeating life lessons to them, even though you are... sure that they have not learned that life lesson yet, (laughs) that you keep repeating it in the hopes that they're eventually going to absorb it, yet they don't. Why are you listening to me? This is cold. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, okay. So the first topic or the first statement out there, at least within this book, was I'm bored. Right. Okay. That's that's. You get that at all in your house? Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I don't have anything to do. I'm bored. And you look around the house and you're like, boy, you ungrateful. <laughs> Insert something or other yes, in your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, so at least within this book, and I can see it understanding, uh, working, etc. It says basically rather than responding with all the different options that they could be mm-hmm. doing, which admittedly I have done plenty of times. Oh, many times. We do this and this and this. Again, I think as dads, we are more solution-based. So it's like, oh, this is a problem. Here are all the potential solutions here. Why don't you do this and this and this and this? And like, here's a Rolodex. In this book, it doesn't talk about that. It says offer something else, essentially reassurance or acknowledgement of that they're actually expressing boredom. So you would say like, oh, you're bored. Well, that sucks. Or yeah, I hear you. Uh, Nobody likes being bored. And then acknowledging as well, I I hate being bored as well myself, right? Um, But then asking, what do you think you're going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And putting it back on them. And I would imagine the follow-up is basically just not following up at all, just walking away and let them stew on it and think about it rather than you being the savior for it. What do you think of that as a potential? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that if I were to do that with my daughters, they would continue to pepper me with, you know, the complaint of them being bored. Like if I said, oh, so what are you going to do about your being bored? Well, I don't know, Dad. That's why I'm coming to you. Right? Would would likely be the answer that I'm getting. And, and, and then my brain immediately goes to, well, here's a list of the thousand things that you could do. And, and it has gone as far in my house with this situation to being, well, if you're bored, I've got chores for you to do. Right. And, and that typically remedies the situation pretty quickly because they will do anything to avoid doing chores. So maybe it's a matter of being consistent as well. It's one of those things where mm-hmm. if you respond with that same open-ended ex- uh, point, well, what would you like to do? And you're not offering them solutions. Mm-hmm. And then they ask again and you respond with, well, I, I've i asked. I mean, yeah. I, 
I have fully, I have full faith that you can figure out something you're on your own. Yeah. Is, is the idea to just keep putting it back to them with a, with an inquiry until they come up with the idea? Is that, is that what he's saying from a scream free reality? That wasn't in there, but at least I don't remember it being in there, Mm -hmm. but I'm just expanding on it that I think that would be. I think that's the point. The, the The intention behind everything is to get them actually to be somewhat of a a real life human and think about that their actions. Right. They're not reliant on anyone else. And yeah, get going. Yeah, a sense of independence uh, through through having to problem solve. Wait a minute, I have to do this? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not much use going to dad then, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, and then at the guest. To your point, to add on there, the very last second, well, I've got some things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, you know what? You're bored? Fantastic. Or maybe I, maybe somewhere else that I read is have a list, a mm-hmm. bored list. Okay. I'm just like, expanding on it. Like I'm just a, thinking out loud. Something that's, that's present, like a whiteboard that says, if you're bored, here are all the things you could do. Yes. Clean right. toilets. Yeah. Wipe down windows. Mm. All the horrendous things. Mm-hmm. And just point to the board yeah i i would imagine if you're i mean i get this occasionally but it's not it's not consistent right i think if i were consistently getting it that is definitely the direction i would go would right be, you know if you're bored and then and then when they come to me going i'm sure you can resolve this because if you can't there's a whiteboard right over there with some ideas for you right my thought would be not necessarily i'm sure you can resolve this but if you can't, mm-hmm. then that's, I think, planting the seed that maybe they can't. Yeah. You want to try and offer, my thought would be from this book or yeah. just in general, okay, offer them the opportunity, the reassurance mm-hmm. that they can do it, um, and then leave it at that. And mm-hmm. then after the and fact, then like, when the rather than just assuming comes, that, yeah. listen, why don't you go ahead and try and go to the moon when you can't? Mm-hmm. Then Fair enough. let's have it. It's like, I assume that you're going to fail at this. <laughs> <laughs> and so therefore, rather than let's just let's just cut to the chase and here's the answer. So don't present them with the foregone conclusion, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. Understood. Have some faith. Yeah. The second question is, are we there yet? Oh. Do you get that? Used to. When yeah. we used to do a lot of a lot of road trips and stuff, that was a pretty constant one. And my answer was always, does it look like we're there yet? <laughs> like, you know, does it look like we're pulling into a parking lot to, to stop? Yeah, no? boy. Oh, what do you think? It no, just, we're not there yet. That does, I think it hits a nerve on probably every parrot when you hear that. Would be if it, like, I, I'm pretty sure that you are smarter than this. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and where does it get learned from? Right? Because are we there yet? It does seem like such a silly question to ask. And yet every child seems to learn to ask that. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand it. Rather than saying, I'm bored Mm -hmm. or can we take a break or whatever it is. Are we there yet? It just seems so... Anyways. Yeah. Tangent. But... um, So what do you have as a solution to that? Like what... What sort of things have you answered before? I have, I've definitely asked, does it look like we're there? Um, How would you rate that answer? uh, Unsuccessful. Um, (laughs) I'm smiling as I'm asking. I have have also said yes, when we are clearly not there. (laughs) Uh, I've I've answered, uh, we're getting closer. 
Um, we're closer than we were the last time you asked that question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I so I the probably, the heavy sarcastic yeah, side. That's where we're I going. I don't know if I've ever I've ever really contemplated what the right answer is for that one. Um, it isn't it isn't one that has really driven me crazy um, because the girls will ask it and then when they get the sarcastic response from me, they usually drop it. Right. Right. They, they, it's not a continued follow-up. Like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because my answer would just be, yep, well, we're there. We're there. And continue driving. And... Open the car. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> you really, really push that yeah, to the really. max of the sarcasm. Um, so it's, it's, it's not one that I've, that I've put too much thought into. Uh, I imagine the right answer would be to, to go into some, you know, description of, uh, you know, what it's going to look like when you're there and what, <laughs> you know, I, but I have it's no gonna idea. It's going to be magical. I guess it's very similar to the last statement, I mm-hmm. suppose, is more just acceptance. So the book's saying, don't say things like we have an hour to go or just be patient or <laughs> perhaps, yes, we are here. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is commiserate with them saying, I too wish we were there right now. I understand how frustrating it can be to continue to be sitting in your car seat. Exactly. Right. Empathy. It's a back to that empathy, trying to understand the underlying point of the question. Mm, okay. Um, and they're saying something like, I can't, you're already asking that question. Well, you must be really not want. You want not. You must not be in the car today. Mm-hmm. I must not want to be in the car today. At least mm-hmm. that's what it wrote. Um, say, show empathy. So it's, when, essentially, when they like, say no, that they don't want to be in the car today. Where are you supposed to take that? It's Why saying, don't you want to be in the car? Today? It's saying, come to think of it, I don't want to be in the car either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be in the car for a whole two hours either. Um, I think I want to be out of the car more than you do. What do you think? Instead of joining in okay. with the commiserating, okay, so teaming up, teaming up with them against the drive. Yeah, right. the drive is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be in this car. And so I when hate the kid says, driving. "Let's just turn around and go home," then I'm like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, screw this drive. Let's just go home." Like, I'm not. I'm not. I guess the hope is if you've already halfway passed <laughs> when that comes up. Then that becomes a lost point. What, what happens when it comes up five minutes into a three-hour drive? I, I'm, I, I'm not so sure about the commiserating on this one. I'm not, uh, I'm not sold. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I mean, certainly it depends on the age. I feel like this is maybe an opportunity more for a, like that answer is probably more for six-year-old below seven, sure. something in that range. Yeah. As you get older into that more higher level stuff mm. um yeah probably a better answer out there um but at least commiserating a little bit trying yeah. to figure some type of thing yes i i'm sure you're asking that because you're a little bored let's think of something else that we can do i'm kind of a little bored too yeah what else can we do about it mm-hmm. maybe going back to that sort of i'm bored thing because that's probably the underlying tone right like i don't yeah. want to be sitting in this car anymore or, yeah, or maybe I'm, it's just I'm a matter feeling of feeling mentally stimulated. I mean, I know that's what my kids vocalize yeah. all the time. Often there's an opportunity to pull over or do something as well. Maybe it's just a check-in. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. or is everyone just getting a little antsy here? It's yeah, bio break. And, yeah, yeah, I'm used to driving through here because I kind of just want to get the drive over with. Mm-hmm. I'm a peel-off band-aid type person, but 
does everyone want to go out and run around the car for a little bit? It's yeah, you know, play in traffic or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. play Frogger, <laughs> yeah. that game, real life Frogger. We could get that going. <laughs> of course, that was a sarcastic suggestion. I yeah, I don't recommend that. Yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something there, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe trying yeah. to be. Redirecting, redirecting that uh, energy, the the negative energy, into something positive by asking for them to make suggestions on what activities you could do to mentally stimulate them. Yeah, under yeah, assuming that they're not just trying to piss you off. Yeah, and actually accept. Yeah, oh, yeah, you what? I mean, I think it's fair to say that not everyone enjoys like a plane ride for four hours. Well, that's not true. I think my kids and I enjoy playing ride just because you basically get to watch tv yeah for 100 percent of the yeah. time where you have activities or you're thinking about that stuff i wonder whether that's actually comes up very often anymore with the fact that media has come around a whole lot more and people have video games and v- media and board like you can plan so much more for mm-hmm. this sort of stuff now um i think if it's only like a three or four hour plane ride is one thing but when you're getting to like seven plus you know you can't get them to watch that much media in a row they they want to get up i would venture to say wow okay maybe so my kids my my daughter it was a four and a half hour drive so Mm -hmm. uh, plane ride i can't say that uh we've tried out a seven hour eight hour one but boy she certainly glued that's the uh, i think she we restrict her um screen time right right so she doesn't get an unadulterated access to screen time a whole bunch so Mm -hmm. she's i think with that plane ride i think it's like she you know she's been so focused on that and so anyways four and a half hours right she's glued ask her does she have to go to the washroom or anything like that nothing like basically she doesn't even answer me because she's so glued to this stuff Mm -hmm. plane rides lands or finishes off right everyone gets up because that's what people do when before they even get to the, the end right yeah um and people are anyways plane ride gets the very end terminal at that point in time the media screen turns off yeah. right so now she's back to reality yeah and she turns to me i need to go to the bathroom now <laughs> it was immediate urgency of this <laughs> and uh, okay and of course as i said everyone's up right and we're sort of mid-plane right so i'm having to pick up this child and walk through everyone sorry 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 get all this back to the plane get pee and then it's even harder right to get back up because yeah. people naturally are like well who are you trying to squeeze through here i'm trying to get off the plane and oh what an ordeal yeah that was an absolute nightmare <laughs> so, yeah we uh anyways we live and learn yeah Next question is, I can't do my homework. So statement, yeah. Uh, you the, get that at all? Yes, but it's usually not homework. It's it's specific to a certain activity. The, the I can't in general drive me crazy. Um, that whole limited mindset thing is, is infuriating. Uh, and, and I'm guessing that you're going to tell me that you should commiserate right uh recognize accept <laughs> i i i'm getting a pattern is here there a pattern this book yeah interestingly known in this one they don't actually say commiserate um they're basically saying is calm yourself down and just let them struggle 
Really? Home, homework is meant to let them struggle, and that's the point of it. And it says helping them too much would be like lifting weights for them and then wondering why they're not building any muscle. Yeah, yeah but you have a spotter when you're lifting weights. Like it's, it's, So they suggest what exactly do you need help with? Okay. Which seems like an odd question. Because yeah, I, having been through this, that answer just uh, precipitates them throwing their pencil or pen down and going, everything. I don't understand any of it. Right. Right. Because children, children don't generally uh, converse in specifics. They, they converse in absolutes. Yeah. And they're frustrated at that I point. I hate everything. You know, this is all awful. You're always like sucks. that. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that question, eh, debatable, right? Yeah. What exactly do you need help with? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can, I can understand try why it. you would ask that, ask that question. I'm yeah. just not sure you're going to get the response that, that you're really hoping to get. The other question is they suggested, what have you tried so far? Right. Which I, I mean, again, back to your point, I think if you're frustrated already, mm-hmm. Hey, Oh, I've tried everything. I mean, I I would think back to when the teacher is giving this homework out at school. Like she doesn't hand it out and then just let the kids struggle. Right. You, know, you you provide them with processes and guidance and and practice and those sorts of things in order to be to get through it. So yeah. as a parent, are you supposed to do something completely different from from what the teacher is doing? Right. I'm starting to get the feeling that this book is written by somebody who's not a parent. It's interesting. I, I feel like the answer for me would be more, all right, it, maybe building off that a little bit, but mm-hmm. well, let's walk through where it is that you're like, show me a problem sure. that you're having right. problem with and, and let's just go through things step by step. Let's yeah. reevaluate. Why don't you teach me a little bit about what is it you're supposed to be doing? Because I don't know, right? Try to play a little bit of a dumb thing and let's try and work on this together. Maybe a team effort thing and try and still essentially being that spotter Mm -hmm. as you referenced, right? Being there and not necessarily help, but just sort of emotional support is like, oh yeah, maybe back to the sort of the the previous points. Oh yeah. Sometimes I hit my head against the wall too with the homework Mm -hmm. that I remember doing as well. Like sometimes it's frustrating, but but we'll much, like, much like the first time you go to the gym and you have to do a bench press, like you don't just go over to the equipment and immediately know what you're supposed to do, right? right. Like somebody has to show you how to do a bench press. Yeah. So I had this situation with um, with Allie, my middle one, the other day, and she's doing subtraction, right? Yeah. And so she's frustrated and, and says, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And she's at the point where she's almost in tears. Right? And so I went and I sat down with her and we worked on one or two and I, I showed her step-by-step step the process that she needs to go through and then had her do the next one with me. And then the third one, I sat there and she did it completely on her own. By the time she was on her, on the fourth one, she was doing it no problem. Right. Right. Like I, I would think that that's a more reasonable response to assisting with a, I can't in homework than going... Well, homework's made for you to struggle, so... They didn't say to say that specifically. Right. They're saying well, just I, for I, you I, in of general. I'm not, I'm not going to go and say that to, to the kids, but... I can see being a, more empathetic in the sense of initially just, again, building off... I know one thing that I'm working on uh, with 
my two and a half year old Mm -hmm. is just when she gets frustrated, my first step is like, all right, let's just take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and try and get her to take a deep breath. And that usually fixes a lot of the problems to begin with, Mm -hmm. right? Just to make it a deep breath for us as human beings. Pause and all right, let's try again. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always work, Mm -hmm. but at least it's something rather. And it's frustration like well let's take a deep breath and maybe let's just take a two minute break of have fun whatever it is and then we go back i know i remember reading before about trying to it's so hard not to do it but when kids are they've done something stupid and trying to say like see i told you what it is and and they're upset and whatever Mm -hmm. it is explaining or trying to rationalize at that point in time is just a total waste of time right you just you may as well be talking to the same wall because they're not they're not thinking they're not able to accept any rational discussion so it's a a point of coming back to it later saying yeah well this is the lesson etc etc so maybe that's sort of the same concept is they're, they're in a frustration point. And so to say, okay, well, let's go back to it right now. I mean, they're they're pissed off. Yeah. And to me, it seems like, okay, well, let's just cool down a little bit. Let's take a couple minute break. Let's do some jumping jacks or run around or yeah, whatever it is. You want to you go scre- – let's, let's – I hate homework and scream up in the air or yeah. something like that. And let's just get this out. So it's funny because that's with, – with Navina, my oldest, going to a school specifically designed for children with – ADHD and learning disabilities, that is very much their approach. Okay. If you can't do it, let's take a little break. Let's let's burn off some energy. Let's get you engaged in a subject that you really want to be doing and we'll come back to this later when you when you're in the right mindset. Right? That's Boy. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. And it and it's worked wonders for her. Like when she started the school in September of last year, she was, you know, going into grade five at a maybe early grade two reading level mm-hmm. and in the the seven months now she's up to a grade five level and it's it's largely because of their ability to help her calm down and guide her through those emotional outbursts that she has while while doing the homework so that to me makes a lot more sense than yeah you know just allowing a kid to struggle well i'm glad to hear that my first thought here is uh coming from yeah you should be writing a a book (laughs) what a great answer though what a great skill that should be taught amongst everyone in Mm -hmm. schools right like just hey this is frustration let's come back to a type thing boy i wish i don't know i think i don't know what challenge is when you've got 28 kids in a classroom which is traditional public school yeah you you can't exactly be sequestering every child going yeah go ahead and do your two minutes of jumping jacks um because then you've got another 27 kids that want to do the same Whereas when you've got 13 kids and two teachers, you know, it it makes a big difference. All right. Well, so maybe we need to restructure our entire education system in North America. That'll right? be the next podcast. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Solving the world, two men solve every problem is going to be the next podcast. <laughs> and boy, can we do it. Yeah. We have some thoughts, everyone. Yeah, I, I got notes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so the next one, I don't want to do it, and I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a regular one. Yeah. That's a regular one, but um, it's one that we... Have you solved it at all? Is it a problem in your house? It's becoming less of a problem. Okay. Because we are doing a lot of these things in terms of reframing the situation and offering alternatives and choices for that one. Because it was a big problem, particularly with our oldest, with her ADHD. 
um, because she because she wasn't getting dopamine from any of the things that we needed her to do. Right. And and so we were getting a drop to the floor meltdown every time we asked her to do something, right? And so we've gradually gotten to the point by offering alternatives and allowing her to make choices and those sorts of things that we're we're getting past this. We still run into it. Yeah. Very much so. The biggest one for us with her is cleaning her room. Or even just making her bed. Like, to her, that's like, I, I can't do this. I join her in that to a degree. I hate making the bed. Because, well... Well, for you, it's I the hate thought ma- that you're just going to mess it up again. Like, why would you put in the effort to do that? There's yeah. no question that's part of it. Okay? There's absolutely... Surprise. It's a shocker. Yeah? Which you could argue for so many things, right? Why yeah. why vacuum the floor? It's just going to get dirty again. Yeah. Why wash the Sanitary floor? Reasons. Why shower myself? Yeah. <laughs> Personal hygiene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to extreme. Yeah. Okay, that is a very good reason is that we're going right. to be sleeping in it again. The next largest reason is that there are like 400 pillows on the bed. <laughs> And I'm not over exaggerating. I swear there's 400 pillows. Like you can't even lie on the bed because there are so many pillows on there. Vanessa is a very classy lady. I will never admit <laughs> that it looks good. Never. I happily, every time it's time to go to bed, I throw those <laughs> pillows off is the it, bed. Is it like, the, uh, like the clearing the desk in an office? Just like swipe everything over to the side? What was that movie? There's a movie with Ben Stiller in it. I can't remember the movie now. And he starts taking the pillows off. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like he was he maybe got divorced or something like that. And he's just slowly taking the pillows off. And he goes downstairs and grabs a knife and just absolutely slashes the crap I, I out of the pillows. Know, but now I need to see this movie. I can't remember it. If it's a scene and he just absolutely gives her. And they're, you know, um, feathers flying everywhere. And he just feels so good after it. If, of if it. one of our listeners knows which movie Graham is listening to, can you send us a quick message on Instagram or by email, please? Because I have to see this movie yeah it was a c um anyways so anyways so yes the but okay so back to your point what you talked about this is what the author is talking about is is offering choices okay and saying basically listen you don't have to come in the choice is up to you like i I don't want to come inside i Mm want to stay outside all right well that's fine you can stay outside um i'm not the boss of you but if you don't come inside, mm-hmm. you're going to lose out on TV for the next two days, sure. whatever it is, the, right? The, the carrot stick methodology. Well, Choice is yours. What we found was more effective than that because for us, what we discovered was that Navina preferred power over the consequence. Right. She she preferred to have power over the situation than... than uh, worrying about the consequence of loss. Now, after she actually lost it and, and wanted it, she regretted that decision. But in the moment, the power was the most important thing. So what we started to do instead was break things down into like micro segments, right? So it's not clean up your room. It's pick up this specific item, then pick up this specific specific item. Like breaking it down into into a series of, of steps okay. that she could then accomplish because it was significantly less daunting. And I and I think 
that works with most things. Like if I ask, it would work for me. If I ask Navina to clear the table, right? I, I can't do that. I have to, you know, clear the plates. Now clear the cups. Now clear, you know, the condiments or or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Because asking for something that is too broad is completely overwhelming. And I, I think that's likely true for all children, not just kids with ADHD. I think it's particularly humans true for in general kids with ADHD. or whatever yeah. it is, right? Just getting that inertia going, just yeah. getting that first step. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they talk a lot about with ADHD and, and we'll do a um we'll do an episode on on kids with ADHD in the near future, but they talk a lot about with ADHD is the 30 second rule um, is start doing a task. Like it's hard to convince yourself to complete a task when you have ADHD, like yep. to even get started on it. But if you can convince yourself to even just do 30 seconds of it, the bare minimum amount of time that you need to do something, once you're in it, you'll actually go on and, and complete it just because you don't want to go back to it. <laughs> yes. Right? And and so you find that that convincing yourself to give the the bare minimum time actually helps you to accomplish more tasks. Yeah. Yeah, so. and just get go I mean, I know starting off in the morning, just getting going, it's it's a totally different thing. Like if you start your day off just sitting on the couch or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Watching TV, then it it begins the process of that like, well, I guess I'm just going to be sitting here for the rest of the day, like a weekend, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to sit and start watching do you like, well, it's four o'clock now. Mm-hmm. I've got chips on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that get there? Yeah, so they get on your shoulder. They just sit on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's what we've done. Um, but I understand the big, the book probably says to commiserate. And no, it doesn't say commiserate. <laughs> it's talking about sort Jeez, of doing I that. I was so on this pattern, and then they just changed they it up. About faced it. Yeah, no, well, it, they talked. It's well, then they now. then they went to the hard line. Yeah. Right. This is the carrot stick type thing, which I, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of. Like, well, yeah, rather than saying like, oh yes, you are, Mrs. It's still offering a choice, but it's a choice in this example at least. It's basically, effective, but I, I'm not entirely sure it. It's going to solve that one particular situation, but it's not going to build a a process for you to deal with that situation all the time. All you're going to wind up doing is carrot and sticking your way through life if if you're doing that. Yeah, I in this in this example, I don't appreciate. It. I am a big fan of the two choices thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I mean yeah. with especially my two and a half year old who yeah. want, says no or I want to do it all all the time. Mm-hmm. No, let's put your pants on. No. Okay, well, let's, which, which side of leg, uh, first of all, which pants do you want to choose? Okay, I'll choose this one. Okay, which leg do you want to put on? This one. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to stand up or do you want to lie down? I'll lie down. It, all these different choices and it gets it so much easier yeah. um, to do it and um, just working with it as much as possible. But yeah, yeah going to well, the carrot and, stick route. In, in essence, you're doing the same thing. You're breaking it down to a series of smaller choices, right? Exactly. Um, or, or a series of smaller steps. So, you know, it's the combination of choice and what what we're doing for Navina in, in making things easier because you're you're simplifying the task. In both scenarios, you're you're creating an illusion of choice. Yes. Yeah. Right. There is no choice of not cleaning up the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's well, what do you want to clean up first, the cups or the dishes, for yeah. example. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll go cups. Great. Like, it's not... Yeah. And guess what you're going to do afterwards? <laughs> the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But offering those type of... Cho- I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. a huge fan of those choices and it is so simple. But yeah, not be, not going directly to the... Because I feel like it's still like, oh, yes, you are in that power struggle type stuff. It's, it's Yeah, I have uh, never I have never found that to work long term. No. It, you can have that solve a problem temporarily. It usually results in a whole lot of heartache on both your side and the child's side. Yeah. You're you're significantly better off taking other alternative options to, okay, well, you don't do this, then you lose this. And and I have to admit, it's that's a constant thing in our house, but it is, it's never working. Like, I don't know. It's like the definition of insanity, doing right. the same thing over and over again and then and expecting the results to be different. We do that all the time and yet expect results to be different. And I keep telling myself every time I do it, Jesus, Warren, why did you put yourself in that situation? Because <laughs> once you're in it, there's no backing out. Right. Like you're, you're now, now you've created the power struggle. Yes. You've decided this is the hill you're going to die on. And I can't back down. No. No, it's... <laughs> These hyenas are going to eat That's me. That's exactly right. You have three kids? <laughs> Goddamn hyenas. <laughs> they sense weakness and they're all over it. Um, so I think I think even before getting into that situation, choosing whether it's a battle that you actually want to fight or whether it's worth it at all is, is a big one. Yeah. Right? So many choices there, but... Oh, yeah. The last one I think we'll talk about is uh, it's not in the book at all, but just in general, like the question of I don't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, before before leaving the house and yeah, do you, or you even get go, that? before going to bed. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get that? Yeah. And so have you offered any solutions at all? Standard I said rule in our house before we leave the house, everybody goes pee. Right. That's been our rule as well. Mm-hmm. It's a like great i you i don't really have to go either mm-hmm. but it's certainly a whole lot easier if we go beforehand and that's the rule I, yeah, the we kids, always go the kids get before. to a certain age too though where you just have to inherently trust them okay you don't have to go to the bathroom great and then inevitably 10 minutes down the road it's they have to go to the bathroom well we're not near we're not near a bathroom so how do you feel about peeing in a bush and, you know, they kind of learn their lesson after a little bit. It's, okay, maybe I should go to the bathroom beforehand, and otherwise I'm peeing in a bush. Yeah, all right. And that still happens to you? Uh, no. No, the kids go to the bathroom now. Okay. Yeah. But it did it at did. some point. Yeah. Yeah, when they were younger. Now now they're all, you know, I mean, 10, 8, and 6. Have you always had that rule? Like, has it always been first? always go to oh, the yeah. bathroom before? Yeah. And yet they still said no. So, I mean, hey, I don't know when it changed. McKenna uh, is six. Well, they fight the rule, right? They'd, they'd be like, but I don't have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I, I get that. But we all go to the bathroom before we go. Different personalities. McKenna has just gotten used to, she has no pushback. It's just, mm-hmm. the, the only minor pushback is when she's already has her shoes and whatever. She's sort of ready yeah. to go. Like, have you gone pee? Oh, no. Like, mm-hmm. all right. And then, and then she goes back. But it's... For the most part, they all do it. I haven't had a situation where they they don't. The two and a half year old sometimes uh, actually having them to go pee is maybe a bit more difficult. But yeah. she doesn't care whether she pees in a bush or yeah, 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 yeah. pees in a car yeah, seat a or pees or whatever. We're out in the field and she drops trow and and <laughs> right. so proud of it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> Her little bare butt running across the grass. That was fantastic. High five, Dad. 
Um, I, I think in addition, the girls have gotten to a point where, you know, if they do have to go pee on a road trip or, or driving, like if we're going to see grandpa and grandma, right, which is an hour away, um, you say, you're going to have to hold it. And they're like, yeah, I can do that. You know, yeah. They're, they're trained now. Definitely you know, the, the nice part of having really, a bigger, more mature bladder. Yeah, really not pushing for them to get UTIs from holding it in too long. But, yeah. you know, hey, we got another 10 minutes to go. Can you hold it? This is training. We're doing it. Yeah. And the answer <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yes. They're always yes. Unless they really can. You know, we've had a couple situations where we've said no. I'm like, okay. Fair enough. You know, I, I know now to, to listen to you. And you can hear you, the voice. Give you enough credit that you know when you're going to have to go. Yeah. Um, so I think just over time, it changes. I can see that you drank 14 juice boxes yeah. before, even though you went pee. <laughs> it's, it's all coming through. Two I can get it. ginger ale. It's <laughs> really got you moving. Maybe we should consider when he, that before when he's we do that next time. Squirming in the seat yeah. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, we'll certainly do another episode of this. I think we have a lot more questions. And hey, by the way, if you have other questions that you want us to tackle too, relating to things of, of what we would expect uh, how to answer in our vast knowledge of things, um, please send it to us. Uh, we'd love to write them down and, and have them in uh, next uh, podcast at some point. Yeah, please. Uh, you can email us at flawdadpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook at flawdadpodcast. Um, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out. And again, if you know the movie that Graham's talking about with Ben Stiller where he's uh, stabbing the pillow on his bed, send us a message. Um, thanks so much for listening. Oh, uh, please make sure you go and review the podcast. It really does help. It uh it's a great help getting us pushed up the ranking so that more people can hear the podcast. Um, if you know any other parents that might uh, find this entertaining or have some of the same issues and challenges that, uh, that we're facing, please feel free to share it with uh, everybody that you love. I feel like we've had a few exits so far, and I highly doubt that anyone's listening to this right now. If you are, bumblenut squash. (laughs) It's a weird word I'd like you to say at some point in time. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a good one.